Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 231. How to Hire People to Love, part one, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Hey you, I'm Joss Marie, your very own personal narrator. And this is the show where we try and select articles from some of the best relationship blogs out there. And then we adapt the content into audio posts that you can listen to whenever and wherever you'd like. If you have any ideas for improving the show or would like to help us out in any other way, you can get in touch with us right at oldpodcast.com support. But first, let's hear today's tips designed to help you choose healthier relationships and start optimizing your life. How to Hire People to Love, Part 1, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. One time I hired a friend to help me with a writing job. Then I fell hard for her. Then she got pregnant. Then she got an abortion without telling me. Then I found out she also had another boyfriend. And by the way, she did a horrible job for me. In my first businesses, one of my partners was my sister. Ultimately, she didn't like one of my decisions and she quit. Her last email to me was, quote, I never want to speak to you again for the rest of my life, end quote. And she has lived up to her word. When you build a business or you are doing work that is important to you, you shouldn't hire people you love because love might hide the things that are very important for you completing your job. I might love someone who can't spell, so I shouldn't hire them to spell check. Claudia, my wife, works with me on a lot of projects. We even do a podcast together. But that was after years of our relationship where we got to know each other and what we were good at and what we were bad at. If I were to disappear tomorrow, she could probably pretend to be me. If she were to disappear tomorrow, I would be lost. So, she's hired. But sadly, she can't spell check. But this post is not about hiring loved ones. It's the reverse. It's about finding the people you love by using a hiring process. Recently, I read the book Who. The authors had interviewed over 20 billionaires, 30 CEOs, and dozens of recruiting managers and then developed a process of hiring. They then tested the process over and over again to see if it brought the right people into a business. I don't care at all about their process for hiring. I'm glad it works for them. Good luck. When I read their book, I realized I used their process in personal relationships. Wife, friends, work friends, close ties, weak ties, and so on. So here it is. A. Scorecard. List all the features you want for a particular relationship. Like for a wife, I want someone who doesn't cheat. 
For a friend, I want someone who doesn't lie to me. I make a list of 10 things for each, quote, position. When I was first dating after I got divorced, I did not have a scorecard. So I met women who were interested in all sorts of things that had no interest for me. Women who were interested in dating other guys at the same time. Women who were more focused on my belongings than who I was. Women who liked me but wanted to see what else was better. Women who wanted me to dress a certain way. Or even women who wanted me to like having 10 cats in my house and 5 babies. I have nothing against any of these people. One woman I really liked once got super drunk at a party I invited her to. I have nothing against that. But then her breasts fell out of her dress and she never noticed. I got her out of the party and she kept laughing at me. She said, quote, Your friends only like you because they think you have money. They're idiots and you're an idiot. End quote. And maybe she was right but we broke up. She is now happily with someone else high up in the banking industry, and I am happy for her. She is also running her own company, very successful and a very good person, but not for me. I was very, very unhappy. I got drunk every night. I kept asking myself, am I crazy? Does nobody exist who has the simple qualities I want? So I made a scorecard. I made my list. Did I find her? I think I came pretty close. Argentina was originally discovered by pirates escaping who needed a place to escape the British. Well, Claudia is my pirate and stole my heart. I use a scorecard now for everything. Friends, acquaintances, work friends, who are every bit as important to me as friends. People who I will do business with, who are also friends, else I won't work with them, period, and so on. It's only in the past few years I've realized that each role has different criteria. If they don't fit the criteria, they are probably not good for that role, probably not good for me. For instance, friends around the neighborhood are different than work friends. Both are very important to me, but both have different roles. Selfishly, I only want people around me who are good for me. Is there anything wrong with that? B. Source You can meet a woman in a bar, in a yoga class, or a book club. Which would you choose? It really depends on your scorecard. But just because you have a scorecard doesn't mean you will find what you want. You also have to look in the right places. Whenever I've looked in a bar, disaster resulted. Whenever I've looked in a chess club, I'd only meet men, who became good friends. I meet friends by making sure I go to places where the people have similar values to me. So I don't go to a hockey game. There might be good friends there, but it's not a good source. Or I might go to a conference where people are focused on improving themselves. Or to be honest, since I so freely express my own values in my writing, I tend to like the people who gravitate to my writing. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Hire People to Love, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. I can't tell you how many people I know who dwell over bad relationships, whether it be with boyfriends, friends, or colleagues. So hopefully they'll find this post useful. And that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to come on back again tomorrow to hear the second part of this post, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more 
from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.